You are listening to the Balmetto State Podcast, where we have conversations about all things basketball with a South Carolina flavor. Let's get started and tip off this episode with your host, the head basketball coach at Westwood High School, John Combs. Welcome to the Balmetto State Podcast. On this episode, we are happy to be joined by great collegiate head boys basketball coach Dion Bethay. Coach Bethay's great collegiate team is coming off the 2022A state championship to go along with their 2019 and 2018 state championships. A product of Richland School District 2, Coach Bethay is a 1993 graduate of Richland Northeast High School. He then went on to Allen University. Coach Bethay ran the South Carolina Ravens AU program for many years. In addition to being the head boys basketball coach at Gray Collegiate, he is also the enrollment specialist. Coach, welcome, and thanks for taking time away from your family to join us on the podcast today. Man, I'm doing great, man. Uh, Enjoying this beautiful weather, man. Well, it is. We are um, recording this during the coronavirus crisis time. So how how are you changing things up with your schedule? How are you spending your time now? Well, a lot of homework um, with my, my two beautiful girls, man. Uh, and, you know, just spending time in the house watching a bunch of films. Well, here's a great question for you, and I've always wondered this. How has being a father changed you as a coach? Man, um, it, it changed me a lot. You know, um, a lot of, you know, if not all my success, you know, I give a lot of credit to my wife and my kids, you know, um, you know, they keep me level-headed and keep me focused. And, you know, having them, you know, in the arena, especially when we playing, you know, makes it that much much better for me, you know, just to give them an opportunity to experience some of the stuff that, you know, I get to see or some of the accomplishments that, you know, I get to go out there and, and have an opportunity to experience. Well, I know you're a Richland Northeast graduate and you attended Allen University. What got you into coaching? What what made you want to be a coach? And what you what made you decide? You know what? I want to do this for a living. Um, you know when I when I was doing uh, the AAU basketball, you know once once the basketball stopped, you know for me, um, you know I started coaching at a Parks and Recreation over at Forest Lake, and um, ended up eventually starting a, a AAU program, and you know turned out to be a really good program nationally the South Carolina Ravens and you know from there um when I got burned out you know I ended up um getting the opportunity to do some postgrad for two years and the founder of the postgrad he uh, came and approached me about you know opening up a, a charter school and you know making it a high school and having an opportunity to coach some high school kids you know, what would you say, who are some of the people that had the biggest impact on your career? Well, I mean, you know, one of them, uh, you know, um, my uncle, Mark Gerald from Mullins High School, you know, um, he passed away, of course, but uh, he was a, a huge influence. Um, I also played for um, the late Carl Williams as well. And, um, you know, those two guys were very impactful in my life. And um, even my college coach, um, Pat Simon, you know, he was a big part of me wanting to be a coach and, um, you know, like, you know, just, just making sure I help out the youth as much as I could. Yeah. I remember the days when you were at LR, me and you went to, went head to head a couple of times on uh, JV basketball back in the day. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Man. Hey, that was fun, man. The, the, well, it was fun when, except when I lost, that wasn't a whole lot of fun, but no, we, we had some, we had, we certainly had some, 
good battles. How how would you describe your coaching style? Um, you know, like um, me me having me having an opportunity to to um, go to like the Nike Steels Academies and work with John Lucas. Um, it, it really opened up my eyes to you know spacing and matchups. You know, we we definitely want to play fast, but at the same time, you know, um, I'm real big on uh, ball screens and slips. You know, so you know, breaking breaking down film and looking at like our practices or the way that you know we we scrimmage or play, you know, is so important to how I want to play. And you know, we've been you know the last couple of years we, we you know we hadn't got a lot of credit for, it, but I think we're starting to get a lot of credit for being a great defensive team. You know, we switch everything because I felt like my kids are tough enough to sit there and you know, you know, match up with anybody. I mean, unless you got like a seven footer, you know, that's something a little different. But, you know, uh, we, we do a great job of switching and talking on screens and stuff like that. But the describe our um, style is, is definitely an up tempo style. How would you say, you know, you're, you're now coming off of a three peat? You've won the 2018, 2019, 2020 2A state championship in South Carolina High School League. How is your program different now than it was when you first started uh, back in 2014? Well, when we first started, we really couldn't um, play for anything for two years. But it, it gave us an opportunity to kind of, you know, build the program, you know, the way we wanted to. You know, with, with um, you know, different kids from all over, of course. But it gave us um, – a lot of momentum heading into those next couple of years. And then we were, um, you know, very blessed to have the likes of Jawan, Gary, and then Khalil Robinson and, and those guys, you know, come over. But, um, you know, the, the transition was, was very important early that helped us, you know, really identify who we was and not have the type of success that we have, especially with the schedule that we always put together every year. Yeah, I mean, you always play a, a very difficult schedule. What would you say is one of your favorite games? Take out the state championship games, but what's some of your favorite games you've you've played while you've either been at Gray or even AU or any of your other days? Uh, it got to be your event, man. Bojangles Bash, man. At least felt uh, we played Huntington Prep, and you know, like like it, it was prime time, and the gym was packed, and. Um, you know, they just went up on us. And, you know, I never play for the tie. I always want to play for the win, you know, because it's not a guarantee in overtime that you're going to sit there and get that win. So in that timeout, you know, I told you, Luke, I was like, no, nah, we're giving you the basketball. You're the best player on the floor. Win the game for us. And, uh, you know, Jalik got the ball and he walked him down. And, um, you know, he made an incredible shot. And, you know, that that's a big memory for us, you know, um, you know, to this day. I mean, uh, Coach Brian Rosefield and them have done a fantastic job over there at Ridgeview continuing to build that event. I certainly think that Bojangles Bash is one of the premier events in our state and becoming one of the best events uh, in, in the country, partly because of the atmosphere. And one of the things that's so good about, you know, what a lot of people don't understand, some of these big t- – and you maybe you can attest this better because you've been to – some of these big-time events all across the country have great matchups. They don't always have great atmosphere, but the, the fact that our city and state has so many really high-quality teams that can attract also out-of-state teams, I think that leads to a great atmosphere. 
Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, you know, the 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 bash. I mean, it's like you know everybody's on top, but it's a great atmosphere because you got a live DJ and you know, um, I mean, it's just great basketball like every day, and, and the matchups are good. You know, like one one of the biggest things that that I had a problem with. You know, um, everybody want to see um, Ridgey and Gray play, Keenan and Gray, or Ridgey and Keenan, or Dorman and Ridgey. I mean, you know, like, you do want to play games like that, but but at the same time, man, like, when, when you do go to a Bojangles or a Chick-fil-A classic, I mean, you want to be matched up against out-of-state teams to kind of, you know, get some fresh blood, you know, because, you know, a lot of times it's tough to, to keep getting those kids motivated to continue to keep playing the same teams over and over. That was, like, really my only beef with it. But outside of that, the events has always been great. Yeah. Um, what would you say some of the toughest parts of your job are? Um, you know, man- managing a lot of different personalities. You know, um, you know, we don't have a, a real feeder program, but, you know, like, so- sometimes, like, you know, a kid and family move in and, you know, he's new to the program, you kind of got to break him in to the way that you play. And, you know, like, like chemistry with the other kids, you know, that that's so important. But, you know, I, I really feel like my biggest, my biggest job on, you know, with, with my teams are, is, you know, basically meshing everybody and, and managing everybody, making sure that they get along and, you know, letting them know that brothers and sisters fight. But at the end of the day, they still love each other. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you that managing people is one of the most difficult things to do, um, you know, just because everybody's agendas are different. How, how do you do that? Do you spend time with a lot of private one-on-one meetings? Do you also meet with parents, or how, how do you handle that? Well, we meet with the parents at the beginning of the year. You know, I, I really feel like we got probably the best basketball director, uh, ops guy in the state. You know, Mark Cooper does a good job of setting up you know, um, a, a lot of our meetings with our parents and even with the kids. So uh, we'll have a meeting with the parents at the beginning. But after that, you know, the, the kids are out, you know, and a lot of the talking and stuff I do is in practice. Uh, I really don't do a lot of one-on-one meetings. You know, we don't really run into those situations. Um, everything that we sit there and, and deal with is in practice, you know, from schoolwork, you know, um, schoolwork to, you know, kids struggling with their game, you know, and, and I always ask them, I'm like, hey, look, you know, we can sit here and discuss this off to the side or we can discuss it together as a team. And, and you know, one thing that I love about my guys is it's truly a family because they want to discuss it together because they want to sit there and be able to help each other through the hard times, you know, because they're always there in the good times as well. Let's go back to when you first started coaching when your first team you got a hold of, how are you different as a coach from that point than you are now as a coach now, 2020? And I, I think I toned it down a lot. Um, like when I was coaching the Ravens, man, I was all over the place. And, you know, I was just putting great talent on the floor. Now, you know, you got to be a great game manager. You know, you got to put them in the right position. And, and then you got to also have a great staff. And, um, you know, I, I I combine all that together where I don't have to sit there and fuss at everybody. You know, I got coaches for that, you know, where I can sit there and, you know, let somebody 
you know, come up to me with, you know, with something they see on the court and, and make suggestions and stuff. So I don't have to sit there and do everything by myself. All before, I kind of felt like when I was doing the AAU stuff, you know, I was kind of just sitting there not listening to nobody, just doing what I wanted to do. But now, you know, you grow and, and you know, you, you sit there and don't try to act like you know everything. I've always thought you've had a good group of assistant coaches. How do you handle your assistant coaches? How do you motivate them? How do you assign them tasks? How, how do you do that? Well, you know, with my staff, man, I, um, you know, I'm going to start with Coach Laurie. You know, um, Coach Laurie's been around the game for a long time. And, um, you know, I let him be himself. You know, Coach Laurie brought a lot of toughness to the program. You know, uh, you know, he brings a lot of toughness and his expectations you know, are, are very high. You know, that's why he sit at the front of the bench and he give me another set of eyes, you know, that, that we can sit there and oversee everything. And then, you know, you got Coach Dreer. You know, Coach Dreer been with Coach Lent for a long time and, you know, he watched me play when I was young. And uh, when Coach Laurie came to me and said that, um, you know, Coach Dreer wasn't going back to something, you know, would, would you, you know, like to have him on staff? And I said, absolutely. And, you know, Coach Dredd is bringing that defensive intensity. You know, his expectations on defense, those kids know, like, do your job. And, um, you know, we, we let him handle the defensive side of it. And, um, you know, Brandon Wallace, um, you know, former AAU player of mine and, you know, South Carolina great. And having Brandon over there with all the experience of him playing in college and in the NBA, you know, it makes it that much better because he can relate to those kids. And and that was one of my my specialties back in the day. You know, when you got a guy who's youthful and who can relate and talk to those kids, it might be things that they say to him that they don't say to me. And um, Mark Cooper, of course, director of basketball operations. I'm not very organized. Uh, Mark Cooper is very organized. So when I started at Gray, I made sure he started over there um, alongside him. So he's been with me the whole time and now he does our schedule you know uh, he took a lot of a lot of that stuff um out of my hands to kind of give me some room to breathe so you know coop handles i travel the schedule and um you know he definitely stay on top of the academics to bring a lot of that stuff to my attention and then having thomas perez you know thomas is our stat guy and he does a great job with that as well but i let all of our coaches you know just be themselves and i let them coach I don't try to coach them. You know, um, it's a lot of experience there, but, you know, they, they, they have a lot of fun. And that that's the most important thing because I like being around people that's fun people and, you know, uh, that, that you know, we get along. And, you know, sometimes we have disagreements, but it, it never gets to the point where it's disrespectful. No, I, I really do like your staff. I like Coach Coop, Coach Larry, all of them. I think they do a, a really, really good job. What would you say your strength is as a coach? Man, my uh, my passion for the game, you know, and and um, you know the kids knowing that I care about them, you know, outside of basketball, you know, um, you know when I do make phone calls or text messages to see, you know, how they doing, like over the weekend or something, it's, it's basically just to check on them and make sure that they fine, and you know a lot of people on the outside, they don't realize, like, when these kids come back, it's because of those text messages or those phone calls. And, you know, for example, you know, Tommy Bruner, 
had a great year at Upstate this year, but when he did hit that wall, you know, he had his family, of course, but then he had his great family where he could sit there and pick up the phone and call me and we can have conversations, uh, you know, but, but it's not me sitting there trying to coach him. It's just me sitting there giving him the air and say, hey, look, just make sure you go in and just continue to keep working hard. And, um, you know, I, I really feel like that's a, a, a big strength of mine that I have, you know, with, with, with my group. Do you have any aspirations to coach at the collegiate level? Yeah, I, I do. I, I think I passed up a lot of opportunities early, especially when I was doing AAU. But but now um, I think it's a trend that's about to start with high school coaches getting opportunities to coach college basketball even more. You know, um, it, it's definitely something that that I think I can be a big asset, you know, to any program. You know, just got to get the right opportunity. And, you know, somebody call, you know, definitely sit down and have a conversation. But definitely want to make sure something that's that's better than what the, the situation that I'm in now. Yeah, that's certainly that's always great advice. What role do you believe social media plays in high school athletics and maybe particularly basketball recruiting? You know, you know, kids get an opportunity and um, coaches get an opportunity to put, you know, huddle stuff out, you know, to help their kids get recruited. Because, um, you know, if you got coaches all the way in the, the West, you know, they might not know about, you know, a kid over here in South Carolina. And, and, and sometimes the best opportunity and the best way to, to sit there and present itself is, you know, posting, you know, things on kids' accomplishments or the season that they have. You know, I think it's I think it's huge, man. Social I wish they had social media back in the day because I think it's a lot of other kids that could have got an opportunity, you know, to, to, to really, you know, take their career even further. Now let me ask you this, would social media have been good for you in high school when you were back in high school? What you said like for me now or Yeah, or now when now? if you were back in high school, do you think social you could have handled social media well? Oh man, I, I think I was been all over. Because when I played for Coach, when I played with Coach Williams, I was just a professional. Where, you know, he only called on me to come in and shoot threes. But, um, but, but definitely, I, you know, I could have put me a little highlight tape together. He was knocking down a couple shots. <laughs> what What advice do you give to your players about social media? Do you have a social media policy at Gray, or how, how do you handle that? No, we we handle it. We monitor um, me and the coach. I make sure. Um, me and my staff all have all the kids' handles. And, um, you know, just trying to make sure, like, you know, it's not like cussing and, you know, nothing crazy to hurt your recruitment. You know, um, uh, one, one of the biggest things, Coach Combs, I, I use with my guys, I tell them, I say, like, you know, if you out there and you're doing something crazy, who got more to lose? Well, we got more to lose. So, you know, social media plays a big part in that. Just remember you know, when you're dealing with a young lady, they got a mom and dad at home too. So, you know, don't sit there and post nothing crazy or, you know, say nothing where a college coach looking or, you know, another high school coach looking and then they calling me and say, hey, look, you know, you might want to talk to such and such. You know, so, you know, don't put yourself in that, that situation. But we do a great job of monitoring. Saying, yeah, I, I just I believe there's so many guys out there that make themselves unrecruitable by what they post on social media, um, or what they may simply relike or retweet and things of that nature. So I think anything that we can do as coaches to help pour into them with that is, is such a, a a 
a big thing for sure. Now, do you think South Carolina high school hoops should have a shot clock? Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, we, we played up in D.C. this year um, at a real good friend of mine, uh, Steve Turner event at Gonzaga. And um, we played with a shot clock. And, and I think it's amazing, man, because the game, um, the pace of the game is, is so much better. You know, and and also, too, like, it, it gives those kids, those kids an opportunity to see what college is going to be like. You know, I, I think we need to, you know, not only prepare them, you know, in the classroom and in practice and, and games here, but we need to also make sure we prepare them, you know, for that college level as well, dealing with that shot clock. I think that'll be huge here in South Carolina. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think it would be a, a, a good thing that would that would help South Carolina basketball. And frankly, I hope the NFHS would do it for the entire uh, country. But speaking more specifically about uh, South Carolina basketball, what would you change about it? Maybe just particularly South Carolina high school basketball. Any particular rules or anything you'd want to change about it? I mean, you know, just, you know, you know, Coach Coleman, me and you was doing it, man. You know, we used to have, like, um, region tournaments, mm-hmm. you know, and then they, they cut that because they said, like, it was um, too many games. You know, I think they, they still need to, like, maybe consider having a region tournament just to give those those other teams a, a lot more opportunity, um, you know, kind of like March Madden, you know, heading into the tournament. But, um, you know, I think that's something that they probably need to look at bringing back. Um, you know, also, too, man, um, you know, you know, a little more games in November at the beginning. You know, I know you can play in tournaments and stuff like that, but you know, having an opportunity to go to Atlanta and play in some of their events early, you know, wouldn't hurt us. I think it could help the state as well. And then, um, you know, the thing that Dorman had to deal with, because I mean, you will have other regular teams in South Carolina come through, you know, that might have a chance to play in Geico Nationals. So, you know, just just having something in play where you know, you know, somebody does get that opportunity to play in that event, and we're not holding them back. Yeah, no, I'm, you know, I go back and think my senior year at uh, Irmo High School was 1994, and that particular year we went 31 and three, won a state championship when I was a student manager. But you think about 31 and three, that was 34 games, and I mm-hmm. think the biggest difference. Uh, what was your record this year? Yeah, uh, we went 20, 25 and six. Okay, so you had 31 games, and I think the biggest difference was I think we we did have a region tournament back in those days, and those were a lot of fun to play in region tournaments. I, I think it would be it would be fun to to do those again. So maybe one day they'll they'll, they'll come back, but I'm not going to hold my my breath about that. What would you say, What would you say is one of the uh, one of the most fun things you've done that's maybe not coaching related, but related to something you've done because of basketball? Maybe you had a chance to meet somebody, have a conversation with somebody because of your involvement with the sport. Man, well, I, I got I got like three of them, man, and and, and mine is a little different. Um, you know, with, with our first championship, you know. Um, you know, I ended up marrying the mother of my kids because we were together for a long time. And, you know, I was coming to a place where I had to make that right. So, you know, I credit that, you know, definitely to her and, and you know, me sitting there doing the right thing, man, because, you know, that was something that was needed, you know. And, um, 
you know, just happened that we got married um, during the season, <laughs> you know, in, uh, you know, in, in uh, January. So, you know, that was kind of fun and interesting, you know, but, um, but that, and then um, that second championship, me getting baptized, you know, me joining my church and me getting baptized and having my team and my family there, you know, uh, you know, that was huge, you know, and, um, you know, this, this past season, um, you know, me just, just seeing a, a lot of my former kids come back and, you know, spend time with, um, you know, our uh, present players that we had this year and just sharing their experience and stuff and, and wishing that they can be back in their shoes doing it all again. You know, uh, I, I love stuff like that, you know. And I got one more story for you. Um, uh, I got a, I had a kid that played for me named Ty Rivers, man. And, you know, uh, you know Ty was a very instrumental on both back-to-back state championship teams. And um, the first part of the second championship, he was ineligible, and it hurt me because he went to summer school and did everything he was supposed to do, but he missed it uh, point-wise, you know, by like like maybe two points. So he had to sit, and I was so afraid of, of losing the kid because basketball meant so much to him. So, um, so you know, I, I sat there and, and really grinded it out with him, and then when he had his opportunity, um, you know, to, to get back out there and play, you know, every weekend, you know, I was calling him and, and, and checking on him and, and making sure that he was he was fine, you know, because, you know, I made it my job in that senior class to make sure that he graduated and he had opportunities, you know, outside of Great Collegian Academy. He ended up getting a scholarship to Miami Day and, um, you know, and, and that was like a, a, a big a big moment for me, man, that, that had me, you know, like real juiced up and, you know, real emotional that, um, you know, I, I knew my purpose was, you know, helping, helping our youth, man, like even more. Well, that's a, that's a really good story, coach. And I certainly, uh, things that, that I really enjoy hearing. How do you want to be remembered as a coach? Um, you know, definitely caring, man. Um, caring, you know, somebody that that could that could sit there and uh, you know draw plays and coach, you know, because I, I really feel like you know I can sit in the room and I can put some stuff together and coach real well. But um, but definitely somebody that cared about his kids and and you know took you know great collegiate academy, you know to the to the level we at now, which is a you know great place to be. But um. But, you know, I don't know, man. I, you know, I kind of leave that up to, to, to everybody else, though, Coach Cone. Okay. You know, it's always interesting to hear what people's perspectives uh, are on that. Um, you know, last summer, not all that long ago, the NCAA made some changes to their, their recruiting calendar where they changed up the AAU seasons, timelines, but they added opportunities for college coaches to come see – uh, high school teams participate in June. Uh, what do you think about those changes? Man, I tell you what, that, that those events that y'all put together, I mean, I thought it was great. I mean, you had like, 
you know, a lot of, I mean, if not all the um, top high schools here in South Carolina participate in them. And you had them in three locations and college coaches were in town. Um, you know, I, I think it's good. I mean, you know, I've been on both sides, you know, the AAU and the high school now. But, but even having that Sunday where you got other coaches in the gym helping those kids get better, I thought that was great too because now you're showing that just that they can just play up and down five on five. You're showing that that they can, um, you know, uh, got good skill development as well. Yeah, no, I, I I really liked it. I thought it was really good. Um, it's like other coaches have said, and I know Coach Frank Martins even said he liked watching kids play with their teammates that they spend a lot of time with, walk the halls with. And for a college coach to be able to come say, see Great Collegiate Academy, Westwood High School, or anybody during the month of June, I think is a really good thing. And the fact that we had so many high-level coaches come to our state, not just in-state coaches, but, uh, you know, Coach Buzz Williams came from Texas. I mean, we had people from all over the country to come to those events. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to tell you this too, Coach Combs. Man, I, I thought it was great because, you know, having having other high school coaches there give them an opportunity to kind of showcase their talents too. And, and I'm going to tell you this, like, um, I definitely got to invite you over um, – one day to come check out like uh when when it was open where we could really get in the gym with our guys um like after the championships and stuff or even when the summer get here and we doing workouts i don't do five on fives um i got this great drill i I love to share with you man where we do two on two and then three on three but it's like we cut the dribbles out you know and you know, a lot of it is no backdoor cuts, you know, it's just screens and picking away. But but when you when you put stuff in there um, like that, it shows the kid that you don't need 10 to 15 dribbles for you to sit there and make a move. Or, you know, showing guys how to set good screens and how to get open. You know, I'm, I'm real big on that, you know. So, um, you know, the, the stuff that you put in place, at those camps, man. I mean, it, it was it was good because you got to see them do some ball handling and stuff, some three on three, some two on two, and and that's what college coaches really want to see, like what kind of teammates they are, not somebody sitting there hot dogging the whole time in five on five. Like, no, uh-uh. now you know we need to you know make sure this kid has a real good understanding of how to play, and that's how I teach my guys. Would you, is it fair to say that during the summer, do you spend a lot of time on, on fundamentals? Or what, what's your philosophy on how you handle the month of June? No, it's, it's more fundamental than, than what I just said. Like two-on-twos, three-on-threes. You know, the five-on-five stuff is just something to buy time. You know, you don't really get nothing out of that. You know, I, I get away from that. You know, because when you do have um, – the event like y'all been doing, then yeah, we can come together and then we can put some stuff in place for that. But I don't steer towards that. It's more of teaching kids how to jump stop. You know, asking kids like, hey, you know, do you know how to get in triple threat? Do you know how to jab step? You know, or having someone say, oh, I, I don't know what that is. Okay, well, we need to work on that. You know, because, you know, me helping a young man that doesn't have an understanding of how I want to play and, and what college coaches are expecting, you know, I'd rather put my time into doing that. If you had the opportunity to go watch any basketball player play, college, professional, in their prime, current, 
still alive, deceased. Who would you want to go see or which team would you want to go see? Man, um, I used to spend a lot of time watching uh, that uh, Keenan team play with Buddy Harper. Man, that, that team was unbelievable. I mean, they had a, a lot of good talent on that team. You know, and Zach, you know, had those guys rolling. But, um, I mean, I used to love watching them play. Um, you know, I used to love going to Mullins, watching Gerard Gerald play for my uncle, you know, his dad. Um, you know, and watching um, Calhoun County play when they had the Ben brothers and then they had uh, uh, Zam, uh, Buck Frederick on that team. Thought those teams were good too, but um, you know th- those were those were like like a lot of them past games were really good. Like now it's kind of hit and miss, but Columbia is on fire because it's a lot of talent, um, you know, here, here in Columbia right now. Do you have any games from your past that you wish you could go back and and play again because maybe the outcome wasn't didn't end up the way you wanted? You wish you could have done something a little bit different or, you know, just something you wanted to, I wish I had another crack at it. Absolutely. I, and I still haven't watched the film, but, um, you know, I wish, you know, I can go back three years ago when we played Keenan in that upper state with, uh, Jaleek Felton, you know, um, you know, I wish I can get that game back, you know, um, I, you know, a lot of people don't know this about that game because I don't make excuses, but the guy that was starting for us the whole year, I mean, my coaches know this because, you know, like we have conversations about it, but um, Keyshawn Shields got sick in the playoffs and they didn't know what was going on with him. And um, they took him to the doctor. We kept him out of, t- out of two of those playoff games. And um, we ended up um, playing it, but we ended up uh, going to Greenville without Keyshawn because his mom, like, we got on the bus and the kids was like, hey, coach, Keyshawn not on the bus. And I was like, what? And I called his, I called his mom and she said, hey, look, he still got the flu. So uh, we ended up going up there. So you know what they say, like one little thing can knock everything else off, but that's not to knock uh, Zach and those guys. They beat us. But, you know, I wish we could go back and play that game and, and me have Keyshawn for that game. Now, Coach, I, I think most all coaches, we we have a game or two that you wish you could go back and you know, would have played a little bit better or had things go certainly a little bit differently. I mean, for me, I certainly wish that when we played Irmo in the state championship, we would have played back in 2011 that we would have just been a little bit better. You know, so that's one of those games that kind of always uh, sticks with me. Here's an, another question for you. Do you like as a coach how the high school league – has the upper state and lower state championships, whether it be at Greenville or Florence or, or you know, since it sounds like you and Keenan played up in Greenville uh, for an upper state championship one year, would you have prefer, uh, preferred for that to, to play at a high school here in the Columbia area, in a larger high school, or do you like going to Greenville in a bigger venue like that? No, man. I, I wish they go back to the old ways where you get neutral sites at high schools because you got to remember, too, now a lot of kids don't play with that that um that depth um that you got in the Bilo Center or um you know um down in uh Florence, you know, like at that place Civic Center. So so like that's a problem one. But then the other thing is I think you'll get a better turnout 
if you have it at a smaller place, um, I mean, you know, like have it at big hospitals, but but have it somewhere where, um, you know, where, you know, it, you can get a real good fan base in there. Now for the state championship, should it always be at the Colonial Life Arena? Well, I, I think you can kind of go back and forth between there and um, and Little John. I mean, to kind of give them give them some love, kind of like what what football do. Yeah, I'm always curious what how coaches think about that, and you know what their opinion. I mean, I I I, I like having the state championship in Columbia at someone like uh, Colonial Life Arena, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to if they changed the upper state and lower state championship locations to a neutral site to maybe a a larger high school to give it a little bit better of a uh, a little bit better of an atmosphere and you know because especially when you have a chance like like I said you two guys Columbia area teams played for us championship in Greenville um, and I which I know is still a great experience for y'all either way but it probably would have been something even a little bit more special if it was uh, in the Columbia area if you're gonna go if you're gonna go if you're gonna go watch one NBA player who do you want to go watch? Now, could it be past? Yeah, present? past, I mean, pre- any, anything. Um, I would want to go see uh, Kenny Hardaway in his prime, like up close and personal. I mean, that's my favorite player, but I want to see him up close and personal. And I got a personal relationship with him, but, you know, I want to see him when he first got to the league. It, that was a fun time period. I, I, hate to even admit this, but I, I think I still have an Orlando Magic Penny Hardaway practice jersey somewhere that I bought back in the day when, when he was playing because he was a lot of fun uh, to watch. So, well, well, Coach, I really appreciate your time today. I, I thought it was any was some really good stuff that you shared. It was great to get to know you a little bit better. Um, how would you like people to try to connect with you on social media? What's the best place for people to find you? Connect with me on social media. Um, it's uh, it's um at Gray. Uh, I'm sorry, at GCA Hoops One. They can connect with me there, and um, you know, love to, to have any conversation, man. Well, Coach, thank you again for your time, and we certainly appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you, Coach Tom. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. You've been listening to the Balmetto State Podcast. For our show notes and other valuable information, please visit our website at balmettostate.com. We would love to connect with you on social media and hear what you think. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by going to at Balmetto State. Thank you for investing your time with us.